Hello there and welcome to the Friday 6th of September edition of the We Ginger Dugcast. Well, I had to think about the date yep. there. Uh, with myself, Paul Kavanagh, and as usual, the ever young looking Callum Beard, why, national why, editor. Why do you say that? Because you just make me sick. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. All right, I thought, you were, I thought you were saying that I look so tired after the, the well, you week do. I've had. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been producing the uh, this Indirect magazine that we're doing, so I've, I've I didn't get home till half twelve but last you're night. You're young and fresh faced and full of energy. Starting at like nine me. o'clock in the morning till half twelve yesterday, and yeah. then I was in again today. It goes to press at about five o'clock. The good news is it's looking really, excellent, really good. It's excellent. nice. I've it's, seen some extracts and it does look pretty yeah, good. It's so, nice. Yeah, it's nice. So you can and order of course, that. I mean, you've had all that to do, and there's been nothing happening this week. I know. <laughs> I feel like I've kind of dropped the ball a little bit on the actual politics that's going on because I've just been like, leaving that to the to the rest of the guys to handle. But, like, oh no, um, nothing's good. Oh, it's all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's mad. It's mad. So, aye, so what's happened this week then? We've had, um, I think Boris Johnson's prorogation of Parliament has blown up in his face quite spectacularly. Yeah. Um, I think the playbook was for Boris Johnson and Dominic Cummings um, that they were going, they'd already priced in losing the vote on Tuesday. Yeah. They were expecting that they were going to lose the parliamentary vote. They lost it by a, a larger margin, I think, than most people were expecting. Um, but what they thought was it is... 27, it was 28, 20, I think. Yeah. Or was it 27? I think it was 27, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so uh, it was 27. Not, yeah. Ma- not as, as big as some of the losses Theresa May um, no. had, but, but still but comfortable. It's big because they'd made it a vote of confidence. They'd made it a three-line whip. Uh-huh. and said very definitely to Conservative MPs, if you vote against the government, you will be expelled from the party. And I think that threat combined with the prorogation has backfired on them because it's just made people um, more angry, really. And it's just kind of made them more entrenched in their position and their views and more inclined to say, oh, bugger you then, Boris. <laughs> As if that were possible. Exactly. You know? um, um, and I think that's, he's made it worse by doing that. So anyway, so he lost and that was kind of priced in. That's what they were wanting to happen. They wanted to, not much they wanted to lose, they were expecting to lose. But then I think the next step was, okay, we're going to go for a general election. And they were expecting Jeremy Corbyn to say, okay then. And he didn't. Yeah, with the, I mean, he, he has been saying, I want an election all the time. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. Um, and he does want an election. I think, I don't know, I, I, I think, you know, so the, the Tories have, have gone on this chicken thing, right? So they're calling, yeah. uh, uh, I, I did think calling him a chlorinated chicken was quite funny, actually. It was, um, but so the, And they've been tweeting about him today, they, they had this weird, twi- uh, weird tweet about... Um, JFC uh, kind of chicken and uh, tweeted KFC saying we've got a bigger chicken than you so they're, they're clearly having a bit of fun with this thing I think there's a little bit of truth in that though I, I get that the, the opposition parties are saying no we want this extension done first right and we want to to, to send to get that agreed and then we'll have the election because they don't want the election yeah. at the, well, on, on Boris Johnson's terms but so but the easiest way for, for Jeremy Corbyn to, to stop Brexit or to get a second referendum is to just win that election on October yeah. 15th. So does he not think that he can Does he not think that he I can think, win it? No, I think what it is is that no one trusts Boris Johnson. Uh, and they, To have that election or well, to... Yeah, because to, what he could do is once Parliament has agreed, once it's passed the legislation to say, right, OK, we're going to have a general election... 
there is nothing constitutionally to prevent Boris Johnson saying, right, okay, I'm going to use the royal prerogative and I'm going to change the date of the election. Mm. You know, and he's shown that he's quite happy to do that, he, he doesn't care about the constitution. He's just going, ah, bugger it, I don't care. Yes. And he would then, once they've given him the permission to have a general election, he would then say, right, okay, I'm changing the date of the election, and we're going to have the election on November first. November the first. In which case, the United Kingdom will already have crashed out of the European Union, mm. Parliament will have been dissolved, and there's absolutely nothing that the yeah. opposition parties can do to prevent them. They don't trust him not to do that. Yeah. I mean, we are in... I mean, those two, the court cases, the, 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 the one in England failed today. Uh, the one in Scotland was struck down as well. Uh, the one that Joanna Cherry had brought, trying to say that this was illegal, what he'd done with the prorogation. And uh, there was a very interesting article by Fintan O'Toole, uh, earlier on in the week saying essentially the United Kingdom is a country where it is possible and this was kind of backed up by one of the retired uh, judges who used to sit on the Supreme UK Supreme Court mm-hmm. uh, Sumption, Lord Sumption I think his name mm-hmm. is anyway, saying that it is quite possible under what passes for a constitution of the United Kingdom for something to be unconstitutional but not to be illegal Mm. And that's gobsmacking mm. when you think about it. You know, that is quite gobsmacking state of affairs. It's, it's absurd. But that's where we are in this country, and it kind of highlights the reasons why a written constitution is so important. I mean, it's not perfect, a written constitution. There's lots of problems with written constitutions. But if something's unconstitutional when there's a written constitution, it's illegal. Yeah, It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. No, and I think it does mean that the battleground for the next Scottish independence election, I think it's going to be fought on questions of democracy mm. and constitution far more. That's going to be far more prominent than it was in two thousand and fourteen. Yeah, possibly. I still think that there's also the sort of the the, the tactical arguments about when do you want this election date? Because the, the, the October fifteenth at that point. Um, Boris Johnson can do some sort of deal with the Brexit party, can't he? That, yeah. can, that he can say, well, they, they can have some sort of pact to not stand against each well, other. Nigel Farage has already said that he he's said he willing to, yeah, yeah he'll do yeah, that. Exactly, but if, if Boris Johnson's forced to get this extension, then I think you've got to think that Farage will say, no, well, look look what they've done. They've well, like, he's kind, kind of painted thing. himself into a corner there. He, he kind of doubled down on it again today when oh. he was in Aberdeen, uh, and yesterday, you know, when he made that did you watch that speech? It was bizarre. It was just rambling yeah, it's, and, and it's weird. I can give you a direct quote actually from the speech. Yeah, Pericles. That's exactly what he said. Pericles is, is his hero, isn't he? Uh, he didn't mention Pericles, did he? Did I don't know. No, no, okay. No, I'm yeah. kind so, of zoned out by yeah, that yeah. point, to so be honest. Some, he's got a bust. I believe he's got a bust of, of Pericles, who was uh, who kind of rebuilt Athens and uh, some sort of ancient BC. Greek. Right, right. Um, so, but Greek Johnson's hero. <laughs> yeah. So um, I. Um, it was very Trump-like, though, wasn't it? Not, it was totally Trump-like. Just and the he said, he's, yeah, but, but the, the way he delivered I it. I mean, in front of all these polis, he's actually threatening to break the law. Aye, I know. Know. Do you think they should, they should have nicked him for that? Well, the chief of police has come out today and they have indeed. criticised him. For, <laughs> um, we didn't know he was going to do yeah. that, he said. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when he said that he was going to die in a ditch, I thought to myself, yeah. oh, finally, a Boris yeah. Johnson policy that we can all get yeah. behind. Someone, <laughs> someone 
and a lot of people are attributing Boris Johnson's tactics and behaviour to Dominic Cummings, Dominic who's Cummings the, yeah. who's the kind of spearhead of the Leave campaign and who seems to be this sort of you know ad- Machiavellian advisor behind the, the throne. And someone compared him to uh, someone said he was a political anarchist, which I think is is quite a good way of describing him. But there's, there's also, to me... It's probably unfair th- to anarchists, actually, who, in my experience, <laughs> yeah. are always quite nice, gentle souls. There's a sort of eerie comparison with him and the way that Steve Bannon and Trump's relationship yeah. was at first, because everybody started comparing, uh, saying that Steve Bannon was the real sort of that's power genius, behind the throne. That's genius, eminence right? Greece. But then when Trump kind of started to think, oh, wait a minute, he's, you know, he's such an egomaniac that he didn't want to be upstaged and, right. and for someone to think that someone else is pulling his strings, I almost feel that, that, that something coming with uh, Boris Johnson oh, yeah, and, and sure. comes a big fallout but he gets sacked and, and Boris starts it, going it on about take, sloppy dom or it, it did take <laughs> 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 have a lot, I mean he is he's terrible scruff yeah. but anyway uh, it did take several months for uh, Donald Trump to fall out with yeah, you know, I think it's happening within days I mean that's yeah. I think a lot of people you know especially those of us who haven't got a very low opinion of, of uh, Alexander Boris de Feffel Johnson to begin with we, we never expected you know we, we expected that his government would come off the rails but I never expected it would happen so quickly mm. because he'd only been facing parliament I mean, it's all very easy you know for most you know ever since he was he, he was crowned by the Tory party he, he wasn't facing a parliament that was sitting. Hmm. You know, so it's very easy to stride on the stage and to act as though he had a crushing majority in parliament and he could do whatever he wanted because there was nobody to oppose him. But once he's actually faced with a parliament, th- within three days, you know, yeah. he'd lost his majority. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd lost control of the Brexit process. He'd been told that he couldn't have the general election that he was so obviously wanting, but trying to pretend that he wasn't. And his own brother had stabbed him in the back. Mm. You know, I mean, it's quite spectacular just how badly wrong it's gone for him. Just as, as a kind And of, it just makes me laugh. Just as an aside. To a nicer person. What, does, what does it say about the, the Lib Dems that all these kind of Tories can find a quite comfortable home there you know so Philip Lee was the one who, who crossed the floor yes, of the house and just joined and a, and a lot of kind of LGBT Lib Dems were quitting the party over it because he's he's got some kind of questionable views he has yeah some very I, questionable views I, if, if I were Joe Swinson I wouldn't be so quick to welcome these kind of people and you know they, well, I don't know I think Joe Swinson's also kind of overrated but you know, yeah, she's obviously the next savior yeah. of the union uh-huh. trademark yeah well so I the other uh, <laughs> so the other thing so we're all expecting an election there's going to be an election no, there's definitely there's, going to be an election the question of timing now yeah. um, and something Nicola Sturgeon said yesterday will probably cheer national readers quite a lot and in, in saying that independence would be unashamedly uh, at the heart of quite the right next too. I think manifesto. a lot of us have been saying that for a while yeah. and, and certainly in my own conversations with SNP people over the past couple of years I mean, I've been saying to them, I mean, putting to them what I've been hearing from grassroots groups, you know, that the campaign in 2017 was dire, Mm. you know, and what happened in 2017 was that the party tried to say, oh, this isn't about independence, this is about, you know, a strong voice for Scotland, which is a crap slogan, because all parties are going to say, you know, we want, we're a strong voice for Scotland. You need something that's distinctive. You need a unique selling point, and that's not it, mm. you know. But also because Ruth Davidson, who was on a high at the time, uh, was able to make it 
this is all about opposing independence. The SNP were really put in the back foot because they were trying to not talk about independence. Well, that's all Ruth Davidson banged on about. So the upshot was that opponents of independence were motivated to go out and vote and supporters of independence weren't. And the SNP really need to motivate independent supporters to get up off their backsides and to go and vote. Mm. And the only way they can do that is by making sure that this is about independence. This is about making sure that Scotland gets its independence referendum, that we have got an unequivocal, undeniable mandate for Scottish a Scottish independence referendum, which cannot be denied by the anti-independence parties in Westminster. Couldn't agree more. I think that there's no question that... that the result in 2017 kind of spooked the leadership a little bit. Did. Um, and, but, but, you know, the question that, that, that kind of worries you sometimes is have they learned the wrong lesson from that and have they thought that, that it was the failed NDRF2 attempt that that, that yeah. cost them seats rather than the fact that their own voters hadn't gone out and vote for them. Um, but, you know, I, I think she said that she, it's going to be there she also said that it, she kind of mentioned the two things in the same kind of sentence so she mentioned that it's all about stopping Brexit and it's about Scotland's right to decide its own future so we'll, we'll see what the what the kind of emphasis yeah. comes on because both those things it's really vital in this election far more than it was in 2017 I think that, that we get a strong and a strong anti-Brexit and pro-independence mm-hmm. representation for Scotland it's vital that we destroy the Conservative Party the Parliamentary Tory Party we have to do that, we have to wipe out you know when the opinion polls are showing that maybe we can get, the SNP can take as as many as 10 seats from the Tories Mm -hmm. you know which would be fantastic and a a whole other tranche of seats from the Labour Party as well and if they can succeed in doing that then you know the Tories and the Labour Party can't then turn around and say oh but Scotland doesn't want another independence referendum when they've lost all their seats you know I'm sure they'll find some other excuse but the point is and this is a discussion that I have with people within the independence movement who are getting quite frustrated understandably so that look this is a message that needs to be heard. You're already on board. You know, you, you're going to vote for independence, but we have to make sure that we take all those soft no voters and undecideds with us. And the only way that we can do that is by demonstrating to them that every single avenue has been exhausted. Because if we don't do that, they won't support us. They won't support a unilateral declaration of independence. Just forget that. It's not going to happen until such time as every single avenue has been exhausted and we have the support of a clear majority of the Scottish people. I, th- I think that's right. And I think that, you know, there's a wee bit of a stushy about, about the, the fact that no kind of plan B is going to be debated at SNP. Yeah, yeah, I think that was a mistake. But, well, I, you know, I think, I think Nicholas Sturgeon's also right to say, well, look, it's not, it's not for me to come up with plan B. We've got plan A. Plan A is the right and proper path. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's the, that's the route that Scotland needs to take. It's not us that need to, need to come up with some other solution. Yeah. It's, it's the Tories' resistance to it that has to be, Blown away, and, uh, and, and and I think she would say that an SNP win at the next election or, or a significant well, win would be the one to important. do that. You know, because it, I mean, after all, the, the Westminster Parliament is the Parliament which has got the constitutional power mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. to hold, you know, to authorise, you know, a Section 30 order to, to say that, you know, to alter the, the Constitution, that's a reserve power for Westminster. So you could argue that returning a, a strong pro-independence majority to Westminster is more politically significant than returning a strong pro-independence majority to Holyrood mm-hmm. because it's the Westminster Parliament that has the power to, to change the constitution so it is legitimately within you know the the, the, the remit of Scottish MPs to push for that mm. you know they can say well no we have got a mandate from the Scottish people and it is within the powers of this Parliament this House of Commons to do something about that and the Scottish people have spoken and they've spoken very clearly so it's vitally important that we get and it has to be I mean and, and I've got a lot of time for the Greens but you know in this coming election it's got to be the SNP because they're the only people that can make any showing in a Westminster Parliament election because of the first person post system so we have to get a lot of SNP support, we all have to work our little backsides off to get it. Of course, according to Jackson Carlaw, the main thing to take from that was the colour of Nicola Sturgeon's hair, which was a peculiar comment to make from a 60-year-old man who doesn't have a grey hair on his head. Yeah, and a very red face. Mm. It was, I mean, like, what can you even say about that? <laughs> well, well, I tell you what you can say. I, I suspect that uh, the leaflets going around uh, people's houses in this next election aren't going to be the Jackson Jackson Carlos no, man in no, Perth. No, you know, no. it's not going to be the Jackson Car. <laughs> More Jackson Carlaw for more Jackson Carlaw party. Yeah, Jackson Carlaw. Send, send Nicola a message. <laughs> Not that one. Oh, God. Yeah. No. So it's either him or it's, it's Adam. It's the law, Tompkins. Yeah. Or maybe Murdo. Murdo yeah. would be good. Has anyone like, actually declared? I don't think no, anyone has declared. No, I don't think there's what's, a formal election. Yeah, what's the process? process I'm not sure, to be honest mm. with you. They have to elect a leader. Mm. Um, I think they're waiting for the general election to get out of the way. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but there's nobody there. There's no, really, there's no, no kind of real no, kind of talent. No, there's nobody um, has any sort of. I think I, you know Adam Tompkins is a smart guy, but the the problem with Adam Tompkins, and I've met him quite yeah, a few times, and he's you know he's um, being a smart guy doesn't mean that you're you, you've got appeal as a politician. No, not necessarily, not necessarily. And he's, but you know I've I've always found him quite quite pleasant and good to get on with him. I can't remember like, last time I saw him. A very a of very years peculiar. Ago. Political history of his own. He does, yeah. The last time I saw him was a couple of years ago, and, I, and he said, "Oh, he's the what, national doing." And is, I, is that I when he was still a, is that when he was still a revolutionary communist? Not sure, but <laughs> but when, when he said to us, "How's the national going?" I said, "Ah, oh, you're good, good. Uh, nearly nearly three years old now." And he says, "Isn't that enough?" <laughs> <laughs> not but yet. It was quite funny, uh, yeah. but not yet. No, not no, yet. Not no. yet. Still got some unfinished business to do. Um, but you know, he the problem with him is that he just. That, you know, he can't possibly believe the stuff that he has to defend and the no, stuff that he has to say. Of course not. You know, but none of them the, can. the constitutional stuff, the legal stuff. You know, he's a, he's a law professor. He can't possibly defend some of this. I don't no. think. But he's forced to because of he's, otherwise, he's got you know, to. yeah, they've got uh, to. And that, but that's the problem for the Scottish Conservatives that they, where do they go from here? Hmm. You know, the, the, it's it's very obvious that you know. By expelling all these one nation Tories on the you know the traditional old fashioned wing of the Conservative Party, like he did, yeah. you know, I mean, twenty one of them that he's expelled. It's very obvious the direction that Boris Johnson wants to take the Tory Party in, and it's it's an avowedly right wing populist English nationalist party. 
what place is there in that for Scottish Conservatives? Well, does, does, so does the next Scottish Tory leader have to be a, a Brexiteer? Does it have to be? Well, a, exactly. Yeah. You know, and they're saying that, oh, we want to have a separate Scottish party, but it would take, I mean, this is the, the last proposal that mm. I heard anyway, that it would take the, the Conservative whip at Westminster. So, well, how can you have distinct policies then if you're taking the Tory whip at Westminster? You know, you're either a different party or you're not a different party. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's the kind of classic... Uh, Scottish Labour dilemma, isn't it? Exactly. Like when you've got, remember when they had a a, a kind of a Scottish Labour leader who wanted Trident but the party didn't, and then in the UK a, a leader who didn't want Trident but the party did. <laughs> and you thought, God, that's four different. But Labour have just are totally invisible at the moment in Scotland. I mean, just where are they? I know, no, I know. I you know, know, where are they? I mean, yeah. you know, and it's something that I've mentioned before that you know, Leslie Laird is supposedly the. Scottish Shadow Secretary, yeah. she should be front and foremost in this campaign. Yeah. You know, and she's nowhere. Nobody even knows who she is. They, even less than Richard Leonard. Nobody Richard knows who Leonard he is. did a kind of uh, a reshuffle last last week. Oh yeah, he did. Um, I I don't know if I mean, he got rid of James <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> he got rid yeah. of James Kelly from finance and put him onto justice. Um which I don't think you have to do as many sums, that's all right. Um but but you know, even even that you know Nobody it, cared. Nobody cared. <laughs> like nobody cared. Really? I think we I think we, we were the only paper who like might have even done anything on it because it was just so you know because it was a, a chance to, to have a dig at James Kelly, but you can never miss, no. never, never ever give up an opportunity to have mm. a dig at James Kelly. <laughs> but they're, you're right; they're, they're irrelevant. Totally they? irrelevant, they and they're irrelevant. going to lose a lot of seats at this upcoming general election. Yeah, you know, which is well, they haven't exactly distinguished themselves. Put it that way. Mm. You know. So what should they be doing? If, if you were a Scottish Labour leader, what would you do? I would be a different party. I would be a Scottish <laughs> Labour Party. Uh, I would don't, support, don't, no. don't say that. Put yourself okay. in the position. I would be. I. I would. If I was. A, if I was the Scottish Labour Party. Yep. Right. Obviously, I'm not. But if I was the Scottish Labour Party, I would be a Scottish Labour Party. I wouldn't be a branch office. I would make it very plain that w- the Scottish Labour Party was a distinct party with its own set of policies, and it could be like the SDLP in Northern Ireland used to mm. be they were allied with the Labour Party but they were a distinct party, they had their own set of policies yep. and they wouldn't be they might not necessarily back independence, they might yep. not accept that as party policy but they wouldn't have that vehement opposition to it, that knee-jerk unionism that they've got because 40% of their voters would support independence. Does that mean though that, that a Scottish Labour Party MP couldn't become Prime Minister? It's not, if it couldn't be in the, I think the we're Labour already Party. there, though. No, with, I know, I know. I, I just, I, I'm sort of playing devil's advocate. Yeah. So you, you're sort of saying, well, we're think, different. So I think because of English laws, you know, English votes for English laws, we're already in a place where a Scottish MP would uh-huh. find it very difficult to be Prime Minister. Well, Boris Johnson said that, that Scott couldn't be Prime Minister. What was that, 10 years ago exactly. or something? So. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's where we already are uh-huh. in, in, in Britain, mm-hmm. you know. So Scotland's already in a subordinate position constitutionally. Mm-hmm. And, but one of the problems with the UK is that people just, it's, all, it's always a series of short-term fixes, which then produce a whole lot of unforeseen problems further down the line. Like, for example, with Boris Johnson is is being buggered at the moment by the the the, the fixed term Parliament Act, which David Cameron introduced as a short term fix 
because he was wanting a coalition with the Lib Dems, you know, and it was meant to be a short-term fix to get them through that particular parliament bank with, you know, to make sure that, that neither one of them could precipitate a general election and, and give the other party a, a degree of yeah. confidence mm-hmm. in that the arrangement was going to last. And now, you know, ten years later, it's screwing up Boris Johnson. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> well, he'll slap into uh-huh. it. I'm sure David Cameron probably quite like that. Actually. Yeah, probably, so, yeah. probably. Alright, um, so uh, a couple of events this weekend. We've got the Perth all on the one I'm maps. speaking at it. Let's, oh, are you speaking at it? Are you going yep, to? I'm speaking at it. That's yeah, absolutely massive. It's not raining. Uh, we're doing a Welsh edition tomorrow. For, yes, you are. Uh, there's a march down in Wales as well, so we're delivering 2,000 copies to them. Um, it's it's just got the front and back page changed. Uh, back page is going to have the Wales game. Is there any of it in Welsh? Pieces. There, is a, there are a couple of pieces in Welsh, at least one anyway. And how did you proofread um, those? <laughs> Basically, uh, we haven't. Uh, we've just trusted whoever it was that, that sent him. Um, no, it was, it was all we kind of worked um, uh, with Plaid to, to kind of put it together. Which is really, I mean, they, so, they're that? so helpful, you know. Anyway, it's kind of Welsh. Was that a wee dig there? No, of course not. Of course not. Um, yeah, so okay, there's there's uh, it's kind of like six or seven pieces from kind of prominent Welsh pro indie people, um, and uh, you know Wales football at the back. It's a couple of news stories. So it's not it, you know it, it's a it's a kind of uh, a facelift of our usual paper, and the full paper it's it's eight extra pages. So uh, people so in Scotland will get all the Welsh right. content as well. But so can get you ever see yourself paper. doing a doing a Welsh edition? I don't think so. I, I, I'm not. I don't know whether there's the appetite for it at the moment. I mean, God knows what happens in in the next couple of years. If, if Brexit really starts to hit, and you know Wales, and we leave, and then Wales, I don't know. It, I think it's possible, but you know, in terms of the newspaper industry, we're another five years down the line um, as to where we were, and you know, it's possible that there might not be another newspaper launched in in well, Scotland true. or in Wales and the UK. I don't, I, I don't know that. Well, you know? we might be an independent country by then. Indeed. Fingers Indeed. crossed. Well, yeah. let's. We so, will be an independent country by then. Let's. So, and then uh, you've got the magazine coming out as well. <laughs> magazine coming out. As well. So when's that being published? It's it's all kind of it's it should be so it's not going into shops, but it should arrive at people's on people's doorsteps on September the eighteenth, hopefully. Oh, my mummy's birthday. Yeah. So and the, and, the, and the exact date of the anniversary. So it is, yeah, uh, it's really five really years. good actually. Oh, no, it's, wow. it's it's a cracking magazine. I, I, I'm, I've just been spending the last three days non-stop on it, but it looks great. It's glossy. It's you know it's a high quality production. So so get your copy uh, yeah. at our online shop. And there's a two thousand word rant from me in it. There is well. there is about uh, about the media. So yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Brilliant. Right, Good everybody. Stuff. And, uh, well, we'll speak to you all next week. We didn't even talk about Boris Johnson's visit in Scotland today. No, I know. Because I know. we don't care. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. And on that note, let's finish. And we'll speak to you next week. Bye for now. <laughs>